Support for today's episode comes from ebags.com. Ebags.com was founded for one simple reason, to create better travel experiences no matter the journey. Their packing cubes were a game changer for me, guys. Two weeks to Africa in one suitcase was only possible because of ebags.com packing cubes. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code SAVE10. That's an extra 10% off your purchase using the code SAVE10. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the Boonie Breakdown. Hey y'all, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to the Boonie Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Welcome to episode 198 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast. This week we're here with a Boonie All-Star, one of my faves. Goody Howard is our guest. She's back for another appearance here at the Boonie Breakdown. Not only is she a Boonie Breakdown all-star, Goody is also a world-renowned sexologist, educator, and consultant, and she has dedicated her life to empowering through sexual exploration, education, and awareness. If this is your first time listening to Goody on the Boonie Breakdown, you're about to have a hell of a time. If you're familiar with her from previous episodes, then buckle up because you know her mantra is be good or be good at it. And she believes that sexual pleasure is sexual health. In this episode, it's kind of a very responsible but ratchet. You know, that is what we specialize here. But she also gives very good tips for adults to talk to teens about sex. This is not just for parents. Everybody, the rich auntie, the rich uncle, whatever you may be, you have access to children in your life. You need to listen to this episode. Also, 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 we go into a conversation about would you buy your children, teens in your life, a sex toy? And when she even answers a listener question about herpes and she even corrects your old girl on some terminology and language that I use. So stick around for this very important conversation. All right, we're going to hop into my pick of the week. Uh, This week, I didn't even intend on watching this. I had a very lazy Saturday afternoon, which I was excited about. Some plans that I was supposed to do got canceled and that was great. So I saw some little buzz over on Twitter and uh <laughs> so let me check out Harlem on Amazon Prime. Binge the whole thing. Finished it. I think I started it Friday night, finished it Saturday afternoon. It was bomb. It features Megan Good. It's a uh, cameos from Whoopi Goldberg and Jasmine Guy. It was great to see them in something. But the show was funny. I loved it. It 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 everything about it, some great one-liners. I think we really loved Angie because she was very ratchet. Um, but the show was funny. I laughed out loud several times. Um, my one thing, it was like, are we out here commuting for cock? Is that, yes, I raised my hand. <laughs> so if you have not checked it out, check out Harlem on Amazon Prime. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Come back later, please. Housekeeping. Not now. All right, we're into housekeeping. So before we get into all of that nitty gritty, there are less than five episodes left in this season of the Boonie Breakdown. Season 11, can you believe it? Season 11 will launch on February 21st, 2022. So go ahead, mark them calendars now. Bloop, okay. We have less than five episodes left 
left in this season. And so we will be back on February 21st, 2022 for season 11. Feedback from episode 197, Seize the Dick with Eric of the Hung Up Podcast. So much good feedback on this one. We had some great Talk to Boonie Tuesday questions as well. I got one comment and said, oh my God, Boonie, I've been waiting for this episode. I did not know that I needed this. You and Eric had really good chemistry and I loved how he was able to answer and explore topics with you without being judgmental and I even learned some things too. I had no idea what a verse was, so thank you for asking. You always get to the nitty gritty. Uh, We talked about sexuality in that episode. And so if you want to go listen back, I encourage you to do so. But I also asked on Talk to Boonie Tuesday, how many of my followers believed that sexuality was fluid and on a spectrum? And 83% of the respondents said they do. They believe sexuality is fluid. 61% of you said you explored your sexuality. And um, it was interesting, the feedback that you guys gave about Because I talked about how did you know when you were straight? No one asked straight people that. And so it was very interesting reading all your feedback. So if you have not checked out that episode, go back and listen to 197 from last week. All right, Patreon gang, as you're listening to this, this is episode 198. We're coming up on a milestone 200th episode. Patreon gang this week on Thursday, December 9th, they will get to attend the live recording of the 200th episode with the homie KG, the girl Shika, and our problematic fave Brian. So we will be recording live. If you would like to attend that, you can sign up to on patreon.com black slash the Booney breakdown and sign up to join Patreon gang over there and sit in on the live recording of our 200th episode also you're like girl i ain't giving you no coin you know what you else you could do if this is your first time here you can follow us at the boonie breakdown on instagram and facebook and just at boonie breakdown on twitter you can share this episode you can put it in your group chat you could put it in your insta story you could put it on your facebook feed on your twitter feed whatever help us get the word out about the boonie breakdown we love you long time if you also want to go the step further you can leave a five-star review in the apple podcast app five stars, five stars. It helps us out so much. So that is it for me. Let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys, it's your girl Booney. And um, look, I'm excited because if you guys recall for season 10, I've been bringing back people. I've been calling Booney all-stars. And so this week, our guest is none other than Goody Howard. Hey, girl. Yes. Yes. I love it. I need a shirt when they say Booney All-Stars. Look, stand by, y'all. Y'all may be getting a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you were definitely an All-Star. You've been on the podcast multiple times. You did a bomb Patreon workshop for Patreon gang over here on the nudes. Yes. Um, if you I join right now, you could go watch the replay because it was so flames. I think everybody's nude game was elevated that evening. Yes. <laughs> so how have you been? Girl, booked and busy, child. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I'm done for the year. Like, I got two workshops left for this year, and I'm not doing shit else. Like, that's it. I'm done. And I just, I get overwhelmed sometimes. It's like, this is what you've been working for. You know, people don't, people think because they just now figuring out who I am. 
that I'm new. You know what I'm Follow. saying? We've been yes. out here. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this shit since 2006. Yes. So like, like, thank you for finding out. Get in line. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm excited, but like, I hate when people treat me like I'm new. Like, just I'm new to you. I like you that. know, just like, I'm new to you. The bitch took a break to get some master's degrees or whatever, but you know, come on, with, you got the credentials behind your name. Ain't getting I, a PhD right now. Ain't getting ooh. a PhD. I will be Doctor Goody, ma'am. Oh my, oh Doctor Goody, I like that. It sounds good. It got a good ring to it. I already got, I own drgoody.com. Now, ain't shit on it. Don't go looking at it, but I own it already. That's smart. You got to own your intellectual property before somebody grab it. Yeah. Definitely. I got, I got, I go get asked goody on every social media platform, even if I, I didn't even snap nor chat, but can't nobody else do it as me. Smart. <laughs> My lawyer would love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so also, I'm a I'm gonna drop a little a little tidbit real quick. So I'm gonna start. I just hadn't been in the mood this year, honestly. Um, so we're gonna start planning some more boonie lives for next year. We're coming, we're gonna go to Texas. I was planning, I'm not sure. I have to decide if I want to do Dallas or Houston. Ah. I was playing back and forth. Shit, not even last year, 2019 when I was trying to go there. <laughs> it feel like that was last year. It feel like it feels like last year. Didn't count. When I go to Texas, you will for sure be one of the guests. She I'm, just I'm in. And whether you, I mean, I'm in Dallas, but I still got a Houston cell phone number. Like, it's nothing. Like, yeah, I have yeah. 45 South. You know what I'm saying? The thing about Texas, it is so fucking big, though. It like, is. It is. <laughs> especially being from the Northeast, where everything is so cramped and condensed. Mm-hmm. Like, in four hours, I can be in New York. Five yeah. hours, I can be in Boston, like, driving. Yeah. And in your state, that is like no. Dallas or Houston. <laughs> it is, it is. Four hours. It's three and three fifteen for me, but that's because I'm used to the trip. Um, and the um the speed limit is now seventy five miles an hour in Texas on the highways. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Listen, we're our own country. You know, they would are, never give us that shit here. <laughs> there are perks to being run by crazy people, and then there are not perks. You know, Texas stay <laughs> embarrassing me. You know what I'm that saying? True. Y'all do There's a little shit. You know, every once in a while, we get some shit that's cool. So yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> ah, 75. I got 75. I saw a sign up here that said 70. We're still 55, 65. Oh no, that's streets. Yeah, yeah you go on the highway, it's 70. Yeah, it's rare you see a 70 up here. Girl, I hit that cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out of there. Look, speaking of cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> was we're gonna get very serious this episode i was on facebook which i rarely go over there because i just feel like it is more of a cesspool of any of the other social media i just feel like it's a little slow more conservative it's because you know those people in real life and where maybe that's what it is that's what it is because you know them see instagram it's more organic it's more social media driven so that's why i follow this person that's what it is but facebook you know them people so it's like oh bitch I'm very tight on who I accept from requests. Facebook, mm-hmm. I'm very tight on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was doing a quick, I do three thumb scrolls on Facebook and then I'm out of there. Like, that's it. You only get three swipes and then I'm out. <laughs> In that brief stint recently, I saw a Facebook status and it was saying someone was asking their Facebook friends, would they buy, would they talk to their daughter about masturbation? Ooh. And would they buy their daughter 
a vibrator. Oh, uh. naturally, I'm like, this is one of the most interesting things I've seen on Facebook in a long time. I dive right into the comments. Mm-hmm. And in the comments, instantly got angered. Like, I'm like, thinking it's bullshit, wasn't it? It complete bullshit. Okay. Like to the point where it was misogynistic, it was full of the patriarchy crap that we all have to deal with. The respectability and politics. Respectability. The body so then, shaming, the slut I, shaming. All of it was there. Mm. I then saw one comment that it was a glimmer of hope. And it was pretty much like, I would welcome a conversation with my daughter about masturbation and I would talk through her needs, what she was feeling. And if I would not buy the vibrator, I would point her in the direction of where she could safely get one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'll mm-hmm. take that comment. So then I respond. I was like, I have to respond on here. <laughs> I was like, you know, of course I would talk to my daughter about masturbation. Mm-hmm. And of course, I would buy my daughter a vibrator. Mm-hmm. So you're the sexologist with all of the credentials we just heard about to become Dr. Goody. Yes. Help us break this down. We're going to start with the masturbation part. Okay. So it, go ahead. Is it appropriate? And how can parents talk to their teenagers about or younger about masturbation? I was going to say it's not teenagers. Yeah, so, I'm like, or younger. Um, <laughs> you may not know. I have a, a, a span of children living in this home uh, <laughs> from age 25, I have 23, 18, and six. And so I have a great expansion of experiences. And so the six-year-old, when she was four, would like sit down on the couch and like wiggle and like sit on people and like wiggle. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm wiggling. I said, why? She said, because it feels good on my vulva. And I said, okay. Who does to you for her knowing vulva? Okay, go ahead. I mean, you know, we don't. <laughs> That's no, how you Mr. Winkle, you're whatever. You know, yeah, none of that. Because, and one thing people, for y'all listening, if you have influence over children, teaching them the right names helps helps secure them against predatory practice. Because I had a friend who's a teacher, and her her student came and said, "My dad plays in my kitchen." And they had taught oh, no. her that her vulva was her kitchen. So the little girl was trying to get help. And the teacher oh. was just like, oh, that's so cute. The dad is spending time with his daughter in the kitchen. You can't do that. We can't afford as parents mm. to not protect our children. And education is that protection. So if she knows that that's her vulva and she goes to her teacher and goes, my dad's playing with my vulva. Then the yeah, teacher will be like, holy fuck. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Bell yeah. and motherfucking whistles, right? Yeah. Ain't nobody blinking an eye at kitchen. And so what you're doing, if you don't teach your children the right names, which starts at potty training, if not before, mm-hmm. is you're allowing them to be open prey without even knowing it, right? So mm-hmm. um, the masturbation conversation, or even just, it looks different at different age groups. And so I think that's a big thing that people get twisted is that masturbation doesn't look the same you're age appropriate, right? So I like my that you old, said that. Yeah, because yeah, so, everyone's gonna expect a boy to be jacking off. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. So you, it's it's so with the four year old, she was like, it feels good on my vulva, and so I said, okay, well, sweetheart, you know, it's okay, you know, if if something feels good to your vulva, but that's private time, and you can wiggle in your room. I said, but you don't wiggle on people, you don't sit in people's laps and wiggle on them. I said, that's not, you don't have consent, and that's a boundary. And so she understands we don't cross other people's boundaries. People don't cross my boundaries. She understands that her no has power at four. She's six now. So it looks a little different, but you have to have the conversation in the language that they can understand that's accessible for that age group. So it doesn't, it's not one conversation. It's a conversation that changes and follows Mm. them. Just like math, 
You don't get taught math one time. Facts. You get taught the principles of math, the one plus one, the one minus one, the one times one and the one divided by one. And then every year they add to what you already know. That's what comprehensive sex education looks like. So knowing their body parts, knowing that if something feels good, so there's safe touch, unsafe touch, right? Healthy touch, pleasurable touch, all of that. They can understand that they can provide pleasure for themselves, but it's not anybody else's job to at six. Mm. right? They can understand nobody should be touching my butt. Nobody should be touching my vulva or my penis. They can understand that at six. Okay. Um, and so the pleasure, the conversation around pleasure is dick shaped for the world. But I guarantee you mothers of sons, cause I have two boys and two girls. <laughs> mothers of sons are having these conversations as soon as they start taking showers that are too long. As yep. soon as you notice the socks and washcloths disappearing at alarming rates, right? You're going through lotion at, at record speed, right? You start to, oh, I need to have a conversation. Or his daddy or uncle or pop pop or somebody, somebody needs to come holler at this motherfucker, right? But we don't have that conversation with our girls. We don't. And that's the thing that was really upsetting to me on that thread was you saw that uh, bullshit <laughs> in mm-hmm. their direction. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I would never speak to my daughter about this. So, and then in the same next sentence, they'll be like, but when my son started masturbating, I brought him the lotion that he wanted. Well, right. then First buy all, your daughter the vibrator that she wants. Like, <laughs> like and, and so the, the conversation around self-pleasure looks different for, for different genders, for different genitals. Uh, if your child is gay or straight or trans, all that shit looks different because parents assume that their kids are straight and cisgender. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's that. Um but we talk to our sons differently. And even with buying your son the right lotion, you're still fucking it up because lube, lube is not lotion. Mm-hmm. And it's designed to absorb into the body. And you need lubricant because that's designed to sit outside the body. They can damage their penis. They can bruise the Teach blood vessels. Someone. They can bruise the blood vessels in their penis or their clitoris that's going to impact their erection quality. Therefore, impact their pleasure. Right? So get them lube. Right? If you, if you have a child with a penis... When y'all start talking about masturbation at like 10, 11 years old, um, that's when you need to start talking specifically about masturbation and for a boy is 10, 11 years old. Girls too. I would say girls uh, around 9, 10. Um, but if they have a penis, teach them about condoms at the same time you're talking about masturbation and teach your child with a penis to masturbate with a condom on. Because what's going to happen is you're going to shift the culture forward. You're welcome. Mm. Uh, because they start to associate condom use and pleasure for one, because the main complaint is it don't feel the same. But if it's your ball, you know it's condoms, you ain't tripping. Yeah. My six-year-old's in first grade. All she knows is masks to school. She she started kindergarten in a pandemic. All she knows is masks. That's what she call them. The plural of mask <laughs> is masks. So she don't know no different. It's the kids yeah. that's been in school are tripping, but the kids that just knew, they don't know. So if you start them off, that's all they know. So it's they associate pleasure and condom use. They get better at putting them on quickly. Right. And it's a quicker cleanup because now, you know, where all your socks and shit and, and you saving your washcloths. Yeah. <laughs> and I do. So, think I want I want to point out, too, because you just said about, you know, teaching your children. I am I have no children, but I do have teenagers, young women who look to me as a mentor and confide mm-hmm. in me. And so mm-hmm. even if you plan rich auntie, cool yes. uncle. This is helpful information to know. That's why I say so, if you have access to kids, because parents yes. 
We want to be the, the. I mean, I am my kid's sex ed source, but that's a different life, right? You have a but very different be, relationship. <laughs> very, <laughs> very different. Um, and we want to be our primary sex education portal for our children, but sometimes we don't have that capacity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Sometimes we're centering ourselves in a conversation that ain't got shit to do with us. So with your kids that have a penis, if you have influence over children that have a penis, get them condoms. Like just buy them or go to um, the free clinic and just get the whole bag, of, you know, and just give them lube every, um, get them lube like once a month. Once just a some month. little water base. Just re-up. If they're not using it, they'll just have a lifetime supply. If they are using it, they'll be grateful. Um, for, for people with vulvas, if you have children that have vulvas, talk to them around nine, 10 years old about their vulvas and how to please, like what that looks like for them, what pleasure looks like for them. We don't talk to little girls about masturbation, but I guarantee you every woman you know knows something about masturbation. How do we learn it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? The wrong way is how we learned it. And Buy your why, daughter. Uh, I'm like, it's also why, because I know one had that conversation with me, right? Um, but I can say that, you know, in hindsight, as I began to explore my pleasure needs and figure out Mm -hmm. what I liked as an adult I looked back at what to your what you said your daughter called the wiggles Mm -hmm. when I thought about it I was like oh my god it was a young age where I Mm -hmm. wasn't masturbating but I was doing something to make because it felt good good. it may not get to the point of orgasm or that but you were entertaining yourself basically yeah it's like it like felt good we don't we don't also uh people with vulvas that identify as women we are socialized that our sex is something that we maintain for our partner's pleasure, not our own. And you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your children a disservice, your daughters for damn sure. Think about it. The first motherfucker that came along blinking and winking at you, telling you you was cute and put some dick in you. You was doing whatever the fuck they said. You know why? Because you didn't know that there was better out there. You didn't know what pleasure looked like for you because nobody talked to you about masturbation. Nobody talked to you about orgasm. Nobody talked to you about it's supposed to feel good. Yeah. And nobody talked to you about that as a woman or as a person with a vulva. Y'all didn't get that conversation. And I laugh because I even I will look back and say, like, I always give my mom a lot of credit because she did not shy away from that conversation. Mm-hmm. But of course, back in 90, whatever it was, the late 90s, mm-hmm. that conversation wasn't as progressive as it is today. Right. 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 So she she did not tell me not to have sex. It was just like, well, when you choose to start having sex. Make sure you do a card and make sure you do this. But it still was nothing around, oh, it feels good. Mm-mm. Oh, you should have pleasure. Like, it was like, protect it was, don't yourself. Get pregnant, don't get a disease. <laughs> and it's with a boy. Yeah. You're making three assumptions right now. Yeah. I might not even like boys. Or I might like boys and. Because boy, like, straight people, straight women should know that sexuality orientation is not a choice. Because these Men are underwhelming as fuck. And so for us to keep choosing <laughs> men fuck. consistently, you know what I'm saying? I have as an amazing fuck. partner, but he is very much a needle in the haystack. As fuck. You're right. You know what I'm saying? I so, literally said this in an episode uh, with la- uh, this week's episode. It might be last week's by the time y'all listen to this. But <laughs> um, I literally said that. Like, God snapped when he made dick because these niggas is broken he knew something. And I still be like, give me that. <laughs> and I, I honestly, I feel like God is a woman because if, if we're going to personify, because God is energy, right? But if we're going to yeah. personify, I think God is a woman because God knew that these creatures that they made first was lackluster. So they had to give them something for, to make the fairer sex, something. right? The more intelligent, the, you know, because I think man is the beta test, right? 
And then woman was created <laughs> second as fixing all of the bugs in the beta test. And so I think I have a, you know, I was on the edible when I had this theory, but I think that's really what God <laughs> did. God did what the rib was made dick. I don't think man had dick. God used the rib as dick because that is how, that's how man provides value to woman. Hmm. Might have something there. And also, I think, I think if we personify God in the Bible, we say God is a woman because we're going to say, okay, God came down and fucked the virgin and gave her a baby or just gave her a baby. No, God, if God is a woman, God saw Mary and went, you know what, sis? I see good in you. Hold this for me. Come right? On, look at you. Your edible was talking to you that night. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that was a sober thought, actually. But oh. I'm saying, my, my husband says that uh, certifications and degrees are one of my love languages. And I, I do have a, a sex positive Christianity love certification. But <laughs> no, like seriously, I think if we repersonify God as a woman, it changes our entire shit. Well, you know they ain't gonna let that happen. It's not gonna happen because patriarchy. But I'm just saying, yeah, you know but if we have we talking about you know masturbation in our children. We need to talk to our 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 sons about about um lubricant. We need to talk to our daughters about lubricant. We need to talk to our daughters about the vulva and what it looks like and the clitoris and the urethra. There are women that don't know what their vulvas look like that are grown as fuck. Why as a child did we didn't we get that conversation? Why do I have actual clients that thought that we pee out the tip of our clit like men pee out the tip of their dick? I wish if you're on Patreon, you can see my face. That is so upsetting. I must say I'm thankful for my natural Sagittarius curiosity. It was at a very young age. Um, it's so funny. My great, great aunt, Rosalie, God rest her soul. She had these beautiful hand mirrors. Like, you know how, like um, in Victorian days, the women yeah, had that little hand the mirror on the, on the van. So I still have one of hers to this day. Cause I just, um, I'm a pack rat. Right. But I remember being at her house, like, Oh my God, this is like, it was just a light bulb clicks, like a mirror in my hand. Huh? And I remember yeah. doing it like, Nope, I got to see what it looked like. <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's beautiful that you had the curiosity and not that fear, right? And we, I mean, we're always taught to keep our, I mean, I'm from the South. I'm from Dallas, Texas. You know, Texas is the buckle of the Bible Belt. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> we were always taught to keep your dress tail down and your head held high, right? So you don't look under your dress tail. You keep it down. Yeah. So we didn't get that. And, and so when we talk to our daughters about self-pleasure and what pleasure looks like and how it should include pleasure and it should feel good when you're with a partner, um, that we also need to talk about lubrication. We also need to talk about, and we talk about vibrators. If you're going to buy your child a sex toy, we're assuming that it's a big old dick shaped vibrator. It don't have to be. That's how I know people have very antiquated it beliefs doesn't have about to be sex toys. This. Like, yeah, like you could get a this bullet. Thrust, this is like, it could be this. Yeah, it could be a little bullet. A little rechargeable, waterproof bullet. My thought process around a bullet is that it's so versatile, right? You get a beginner one with a cord because they can use it on their clit. They can put it inside the vulva. They can explore and play with it. And it doesn't have to be something that's scary. If you get them a big old dick-shaped vibrator or a rabbit or some shit. Like, I wouldn't have used that at 14, right? Like, ah! Like, what are you saying to me? This is nuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but but baby step them into it. And uh, similarly, when people say, oh, I'm going to open, my kids know I have an open door policy. You know, I told my kids when they're ready for sex, just let me know. We'll go buy condoms. They're not going to let you know. Just have yeah. the condoms out. Like a candy dish back in the day when we had a candy dish, make a condom dish. Just put it out. They'll go. Nope. No questions asked. I'll just get it and go. So I have another question for you because I was having this conversation with some friends 
mm-hmm. and I was just kind of taking a pulse because I was thinking back to all of the places that I had sex as a teenager and I lost my virginity fairly like late as air quotes. I was 17. Oh yeah. And you was so, like, yeah. Like I would, yeah. So <laughs> I was everything, but up until then, but it was 17 when a dick <laughs> went in my pussy. Um, so I was sucking dick at 17. I ain't gonna front. So <laughs> I mean, I, I, I ended up marrying him, but still, there we you go. Now. We, we divorced now, though. But I thought about at the time, my boyfriend and I at the time sneaking in the living room at my grandmother's house while they in the dining room mm-hmm. at the harbor in the movies. Like, <laughs> and if you do that stuff now, you can be classified as a sex, sex offender. Like, yeah. So I was just thinking, like, how, because in my mind, this makes sense. Again, I'm not a parent, but mm-hmm. I was like, I would would like to figure out a way that I could tell my kid, like, I want you to safely be able to have sex. Once you start having sex, I don't want you sneaking around in a Burger King bathroom. Now that's just something you were trying to do to get your rocks off. Right. That's but I different. felt like that was the only place we could. Yeah, it's very clandestine. Like it's very much like I, girl, when I used to work at Subway, I had sex in the, in the walk-in at Subway, in the walk-in refrigerator. I had sex in the slide at the McDonald's Playland. Like this is, <laughs> Dead ass, some like you gonna get a sex offender registry type. Yeah, shit like so it is playland. So, yes, it's so dangerous nowadays. I definitely did it on a playground one time too, and so in the car, that's like if you park if you're parked in a park park parking lot in the middle of the night and there are no kids. You that's still still sex offender, right? It's still and, sex offender registry. So, so I what I do do because I have older children as well. I made sure that they're aware of the current laws. I told my 25 year old, don't even be in front of my house parked with no little boy. No little girl, no nothing, because she like both. So don't be out front park with a person. Mm-hmm. Bitch, go. If you got a job, they got a job. Get a room, do something. Because you can, I don't even want y'all just talking in front of my house, because that's loitering. Mm-hmm. And it, one thing lead to another, and some shit wasn't planned, and now you're in the back seat, not the front seat. No, man. Been, been there, too. <laughs> and, no, right. and I said, listen, because no one plans, right? And I said, please know if you get arrested for that bullshit, for any bullshit, I'm the parent that'll leave you in there. Yeah. So... So it's just like, is there a way to be sex positive in your parenting that you can say, look, I don't want you in here busting it open every fucking day, but. Some parents are sex positive to the extent that they allow their children to fuck in their home. I am not that parent. Um, Both my kids have jobs. All my, the older kids, they all have jobs and we don't make them pay bills here because my bills are the same, whether you live here or not. Mm -hmm. And I want you to be able to stack your paper. So when you move out, you can stay out. Um, so to break that generational curse, we don't require them to pay bills here. They do have to pay their own cell phone bills because they use that motherfucker. That's fair. right. But other than that, my bills are the same, whether you live here or not. So you have money for a room. Damn. <laughs> Go do that shit because you're not going to do it here. Ain't nobody fucking in my house but me. But financial responsibility, you have money. To go you have vehicles. Do it. All my kids have cars. Because mommy, daddy bought cars. Okay. okay. Drive to the, take the free car that you fucking have. <laughs> Drive it to the hotel and use your money because you ain't got no bills to pay your fucking, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but, but there are some parents that will allow their children to fuck in their home. Um, you know, and, and sex positive parenting looks different. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm the one that's like, if you want to do it, this is, you know, you want to play these grown people games, be grown. That's fair. Cause in my mind, I'm just like, is there a way that that can happen? Because it's like, I don't, 
at all. Absolutely. They could be like, hey, mom, I need, um, I want to have, you know, Josh over tomorrow. Is it cool if we watch movies in my room? Right. And then, you know, the good wink, wink. Right. And then the mom goes, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. You know, but he needs to go by midnight. I would love to be that cool. I'm not that fucking cool. But I don't think I could. (laughs) I ain't there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there. And I buy my kids condoms. I buy my kids sex toys. You know what I'm saying? Like, they know what mommy does for a living. My, I, I buy them, you know, uh, whatever they ask for. They say, oh, do you, when, I, when the rose came out, my stepdaughter was like, so, um. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was like, um. So I give it to them at cost. They still got to pay cost, though. It's a business. You ain't too far gone to see that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On, but, but I mean, like, even with your, with your kids with penises, get them a pocket pussy. So they know. There's something different than they hand. So my, my thought process behind getting my, my male children uh, pocket pussies was that they get they all have tootsies. Um, and the thought process was, I'm trying to prepare you for success. Right? When you be, when you decide to That's make that decision. Mother. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't, as women, we don't understand the pressure that boys are under to perform well as well. Girls are under pressure to not make sure your pussy don't stain. Make sure you clean. Make sure you can, you know, ride dick or whatever, you know, whatever they expect us to be able to do at that age, whatever. But boys have performance anxiety as well. You, you know, your dick got to be a certain size and you got to be able to make have stamina. Don't want no one minute, man. But if you, all you've had is your hand, your hand is not going to mm-hmm. prepare you for some pussy or some ass or whatever you get or some mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, they have pocket pussies because. I think it's important for them to understand what pleasure looks like around the spectrum. Not just their hand. That's not preparing them for success. The condoms is preparing them for success. Because condoms are cheaper than prescriptions and child support. Bingo. And who ain't trying to be a grandmother at 41 is me. Look, I was telling somebody the other day, these children have it eaten easy today because plan B when that shit hit, it was hard to get plan B. First of all, you had to get a prescription first. Mm-hmm. Then second, when it was, you didn't really need a prescription, you started to get it through the pharmacist. Now yeah. that shit is next to the condoms, next Girl, to the you tampons. Can get it Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. You yeah, can get it for free. So- and, you but get it my issue free? is that they don't, I was like, for okay, so for the big bitches, because big bitches be fucking. I've been fat, I've been fat my, almost my whole life, right? I, even when I wasn't fat, I was still thick. Um, and it's the weight limit on that shit. That they don't tell you about. They don't. And I will just say, I bless the almighty God because I have used plan B a couple times and I ain't never been skinty under that 165 limit. And the Lord has blessed me. Let me get to one something. (laughs) Let me get to one something. You already can't tell me shit. You already can't tell me shit. Let me get to one ninety nine, bitch. It's over for these hoes. <laughs> Wonderland. I, and I, you know what? I feel bad because like, we always say it's over for them hoes. I wonder who those hoes are who it's always over for. But it's over for them hoes, whoever they are. Because um, <laughs> I'm always trying to get down. I'm trying to get down to two twenty so I can get this BBL. Don't do. Don't this. <laughs> huh, huh, new ass. Who this? Don't come on. Yes. Yeah. Just saying. But I. I, I I do. I thank God. But I mean, but look, look I, I mean, I ain't got on no clothes. I'm out here like this now, baby. And two, we got this good 265 working with this midriff and these, uh, these leggings. Because <laughs> I don't want y'all to say I switched up after my surgery. I've been a whole Start long on time. Start on them. I've been a whole long time. But yeah, yeah I mean, that- I think we don't, we don't talk about what the options are, what pleasure looks like, and all of that, especially with girls with vulvas, or, you know, people with vulvas. And so, we talk about sex toys. It could be 
uh, a finger vibe. Let me see. I got my toys back because I didn't know what you wanted to Because you keep at. reaching in this little goodie basket over here. Every time you reach yeah, there, you, yeah. you pull up something different. I, you know, because I want to be prepared for the people. Yeah, you can get your, <laughs> you can get your, you can get your child a rose or whatever. And I do have the rose. So here's the regular one, right? Here's the regular mm-hmm. rose. Oh, but yeah. Then, I saw this little fancy shit you've been offering. I shared it to the audience. So this is a rose and it's got a, a bulb. This is a bullet. So you can put this in the vagina or in the anus and then hit the clip with this. That's all I'm saying. But Not like everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you know, my friend was like, if you want people to have a heart attack, just say that. Just you know, say cool. it, goody. But you can look. even do little cutesy shit like this. Oh, look at the little lipstick. And so I what I love about this lipstick is that it comes, it's not a real lipstick, right? Of course, it's a vibrator, it's a little bullet, but it comes in like all these different shades, like nude and like so it looks like it could be a lipstick. Discretion. Like some, something cute like this. Yeah, discretion. That's not going to kill your daughter. Or something like this. This is not big and dick shapes. You know, and this, this part vibrates. It's a butterfly kiss. And so it's a G-spot stimulator, right? And it has a clitoral stimulator. It's sil- body safe silicone. It's rechargeable. It's waterproof. They This part vibrates too. So they can just use this on the clit, right? Mm-hmm. They could, If they're feeling curious, they can use it to explore. But it's not something that's going to be getting like, yeah, I want some dick. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is an exploratory toy, it's right? It's not the eight-inch double. It's not this. <laughs> got, yeah. With the suction cup. You know it what I'm saying? It's in the shower, though. But if, look, if you put the toilet seat down and put it on top of the toilet seat, you sit backwards on the toilet seat, then you practice how you play. You Come know what I'm saying? Tip. She, you, y'all get it all with Goody. I'm telling y'all, if you have not been to a Goody Howard workshop, you need to be sure to support. Because you're going to learn a yeah, thing, you know, too. You know, I only What's got two it? more left. I got strokeology on December 8th, which is for people with penises and people that wear strap-ons to help you with your stamina, your angle, your stroke, and your position. Um, and then I have lick on December 15th. There you go. And that's the blowjob right. class. So goody. I have rarely talked about this here on the pod. And I had put a question box on Instagram asking people like, Goodies coming on, you have a question. Most of the stuff, it's like, we've already talked about that. It's mm. 101. But I got a good one. I mm. rarely talk about STDs. Mm. This mm. is the question. It's a little lengthy, but I'm going to read it. Okay. I met a really cool guy. We've been having good combo and crazy sexual energy for the past two months. Last night, I wanted him to come over. He calls me beforehand and says he has something to tell me. Mind blown emoji. He then tells me that he's been kind of avoiding hanging out with me in person because he could tell where the energy was leading to. And he wanted to disclose that he has herpes. Mm-hmm. Drunk face emoji. <laughs> I thanked mm-hmm. him for being honest with me and told him he could still come over. That changed everything, though. I was going to give him the business. Now he's coming over so we can just watch TV, drink and play Uno. I was super intentional about not acting weird or different because I respect the fuck out of him for telling me. And I never want to discourage or punish air quotes, anyone for being honest, especially about disclosing the STD. Uh My question is goody. What do I do now? In my mind, I was securing some consistent dick. And now I feel like we can only be friends. Is there a conversation that needs to happen or do I just not flirt with him? anymore and friend zone him i don't want to ghost him i know how that feels and i want to be responsible and respectful in how i handle it 
but I just don't know the best way. Outside of what I learned 20 years ago in middle school and high school about herpes, that's all I know. I'm very ignorant and I don't know anything. So of course, Google has me thinking our kisses from a month ago are somehow going to affect me. Ah, emoji, help, LOL. Wow. Okay, well, lots there. So we're just going to unpack a piece at a time. First and foremost, you have to decide if you still want to fuck. First and foremost. Because, to be clear, uh, herpes is a skin condition. So it doesn't necessarily can exist in the genitals, the eyes, the mouth. And so you need to find out which kind of herpes he has, if he has genital herpes or oral herpes or both. Um, and also what his regimen is, like when, like what medicine is he taking? How is he taking care of his herpes? How is he managing it? And then when his last outbreak was. Mm. And then find out, like, does he know when outbreaks are coming and things like that? Like how in touch is he with his own body that he knows when he may be at a higher uh, possibility to pass the STI to you? Okay. Um, but in real life though, in real ass life, condoms don't protect against herpes anyway. So use you, you even true. if and I and I'm sure you've been fucking people raw that you didn't think had herpes or they didn't tell you. And if you fucking somebody with a condom on and they have an outbreak around the testicles or labia or inner upper thigh, you can still acquire herpes. So just know that you're not necessarily at any higher risk of herpes acquisition. If you're using a condom with this person, as herpes long as acquisition, I mean, you know, I, have, I do have a master's of public health. Okay. Yes. I'm like, come uh, on terminology. Um, but yeah, you don't have, you're not necessarily a higher risk, but you need to, uh, you need to, the conversation you need to have first is with yourself. Does, is this a problem for you? Are you so, if, if you are concerned about acquiring herpes, is that you don't want to fuck him no more? If you don't want to fuck him no more, uh, take him for his honesty. And then you be honest and say, you know what? I really like you, but this is too much for me. I can't handle this. And I am so sorry because I really like you, but I cannot. This is too much for me right now. Mm. Right. And leave it alone. Ain't no friend zone. That's that's torture. Why would you do that to yourself and to him? Yeah, because you're going right? to fuck. You're going to want to <laughs> fuck. And, 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 and you're, you know, it's not cool for him either for you to put him in limbo because you want some shit. He gave you the information you need to decide if you want to fuck with him or not. Yeah. Right. So have the conversation with yourself first. If you decide, you know what it's purpose is very common. Um, and so it's not, a, it's not going to kill you. So it's not like it's manageable. Honestly, HIV is manageable now too. It's not a death mm-hmm. sentence anymore either. Um, so just think about your public health perspective and how you feel about purpose in, in and of itself. Because I know we get to, we see all like the nasty bumped up, pussed up pictures and the mouths and the lips and the genitals um, of people that have basically donated pictures of their genitals to science. They are the people that are no longer having sex with those organs. Okay. So don't get lulled into a false sense of security that if you don't see a bump or an outbreak or what have you, that this person is clean because that's stigma language for one, or that this person is not living with a chronic STI. Just because their genitals look a certain way or don't look a certain way doesn't mean they are or are not living with an STI. Um, But have the conversation with yourself and then have the conversation with him of what type of herpes does he have? How long does it have? You don't even know how he acquired it. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) It don't. Just like with HIV. It doesn't matter how if somebody acquired it, they have it now. What the fuck you going to do, right? 
So find out how long they've had it, how they're managing it, what type of herpes they have, if they're sensitive enough and connected to their bodies about their outbreaks, and when their last outbreak was and like how frequent outbreaks occur for them. Just like HIV, you can get to a level of viral load in your body where you're undetectable, which also means untransmittable. So just because someone's carrying the herpes virus doesn't mean that they can tr always transmit the herpes virus and they're most able to transmit it during an outbreak, mm. like right before the outbreak and during. So understand that that would look very different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to educate yourself about the human body, educate yourself about what STIs look like. There's an Instagram, uh, there's an Instagram account called the STI project. It's run by a little skinny white lady, but she's awesome <laughs> because she has, she's actually living with herpes and she destigmatizes every day. And so that's a great way to learn. Um, but again, and even with, even the language we're using, we use STDs. So st sexually transmitted disease, disease has heavier weight than, than infection. STI, yeah. So we're, we're shifting towards sexually transmitted infection. And, and, and so because infections can be managed, they can be treated, they can be cured. Now, herpes can't be cured, but it can be managed. So again, decide how much you like, all the shit you read off about how much you like, dude. We just got, talk, got done talking about how underwhelming men are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's a little herpes. Chemistry, everybody got herpes. I mean, like, everyone has it living in their bodies. Yes. Um, and so it just depends on how it shows up. Some people, it never shows up. Some people it shows up all the time. I will say this, cause I have lots of friends that like fuck rappers and stuff. And I feel like, I don't know about currently, but back in the day, uh, all those rappers had herpes, um, <laughs> still got herpes and they all fucking the same bitches. So they all have herpes. Like I just decided. Like, didn't rapping. that, didn't that come out about Usher? The girl was like, I fucked Usher, he gave me herpes. <laughs> Usher, uh, and, uh, and Usher probably got it from a bitch that he was sharing with another dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because the world I was going like, to be real bad. So he got it from Diddy. <laughs> got it from who? Oh, Diddy. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, but I will say this, though, because they all, fuck, like, all those, they pass those girls around, it's too. circle, yeah. It's very circuitous in the way they fuck. So, like, when it came out that people were saying Buster Rhymes had herpes, I was like, his whole camp, girl, whole camp. And that was in the 90s. And motherfuckers didn't wear condoms for real, for real in the 90s. Now, for real, smarter, for real. smarter people are, like, getting vasectomies once they blow up. People are getting, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you can be like, oh, I might get an SCI, but I'm not getting no babies, bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, <laughs> they're thinking a little bit further past the moment, right? But you have to ask yourself all these questions because just because someone's living with STI doesn't make them less valuable of a person. That's just like saying just because it's something that he couldn't have controlled, the acquisition of, of, of an STI, you can't control it. Because even if, let's say he was taking all the precautions, condoms break. Yeah. Things happen. So there's nothing that he could have done to not acquire herpes. Just like people say, you know, with HIV, people think, oh, they was out there fucking real bad. That's how they got HIV. Listen, everybody I know with HIV got it from someone they loved and trusted. That part. Because going raw is the new promise ring out here. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to shame people for acquiring. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't condone it. I can't put it on a t-shirt. But it is. My going raw is the new promise ring. I might I have to make that the episode title. You know what I'm saying? They be like, oh, I'm a good girl. We've been together eight months. Bitch, die. You cannot be serious. <laughs> you cannot be serious. That's not the new promise ring. See, it's like, tighten up. So when we talk about this, we have to be mindful of what we really saying. 
Mm-hmm. So, and even with oral sex on uh, genitals or someone that has herpes, look different. You can, you can, you can suck a dick from a dude. A, the, the person that has the dick may be living with herpes, but they between outbreaks or whatever the case may be. You can suck it raw if you want to. You can put a flavored condom on it if you want to. There's lots of different things you can do. You know what I'm saying? And you have to be open to that. But someone cannot. The only way you can control whether or not you acquire an STI is if you're not fucking at all. I'm talking about not kissing. Not sucking no dick, not eating no pussy, not hunching, nothing. Because you can contract herpes from hunching if y'all both naked. So, you know what I'm saying? So we can't judge you people. Know, based, really? I'm just saying, you can't judge people based on their aquas on on their stats Sexy because they can't control so... it. If that's the case, you can be judging people because they fat. Oh, I ain't fucking nobody fat. You got more control of whether or not you fat over when it, than whether or not you got herpes. Let me say something. Sucks be feeling so good, but when you be having conversations like this, you be like, "Is it worth it?" <laughs> Listen, I'm saying, I love condoms though. Like, and I'm you know I'm married. It's fuck. I love condoms. Record scratch. Okay, Listen. so you still be fucking with condoms? Come on, skin. Now I don't fuck with condoms all the time because my husband was like, "I didn't get married for that." But <laughs> t- but I convinced him we have sex with condoms more often than not. Um, because like when you have raw sex, like you be leaking if they pull out game trash, and you know he ain't get married to pull out either. So now I'm leaking for two three days. My pH is fucked up. I'm not happy. You you come and get up and take a shower. Now I'm stuck with the remnants. For what? For what? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I don't like that. And so I told him we would have more sex if we had condom sex. And we can have sex in the morning. I can get up and go just like you because we it's a quicker cleanup because it's in the condom. And I get more strokes when it's a condom. Right? So I got these benefits down. Bitches, are y'all listening? Because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Skin, and the lifestyle skin condom is so super thin. You know what I'm it saying? It's made a, out of poly ice cream. You can feel the warmth of that dick. You can feel it's a boonie approved. It's boonie you know what I'm saying? You can feel every vein, every ridge. Like I put so many of my previous partners onto these skin condoms. They still use them with the bitches they fucking now. Yeah, those are boonie approved for sure. You're like, oh, that's a good ass condom. I know, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a really, really dope condom. And so, again, say I can relax a little bit differently because I know I'm not going to be smelling like aquarium for two days. Goody, good night. <laughs> you can't be a sex educator walking around smelling like a filter fish. It's not okay. And I tell you, I'm going to be out here like SeaWorld. What the fuck is wrong? That's off-brand, boo. That is off-brand. That is off-brand. And this is why you're one of my faves at a booty all-star. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, who's going to do that? So like I, you know, so we have we do have condom sex more often than not, and then you know every once in a while, you know, I'd be like, but like the pullout game got to be better because bam, that's still gotcha. a concern, still a concern. I'm not happy about that shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's just it is what it is. But I think that when we, when, like I said, with condoms, if you if you teach your people with penises how to use condoms early, that's what they are. That's what they know. You know what I'm saying? Bring and young lady should not be. You shouldn't be. If you got a vulva, you shouldn't be talking nobody out of a condom. For sure. You know what I'm saying? You know, Odell, NBA player, Odell, rapper, or whatever. That don't mean shit. That shit is fly by night. That player get hurt, you still, you ain't gonna get no child support because he working at Wendy's. <laughs> Soft break, nigga. Right. <laughs> Look at my ass. No. A motherfucking rapper get canceled. Then what? Tough break. Because motherfuckers out here liking women and not they like pussy, not women. So, where you at? Where you at? 
Don't bank on that. Don't let your don't let your child be your uh four hundred one k plan. Okay, bitch. <laughs> Learn a skill. Shot. Bing bing. Okay. <laughs> We're about to do the breakdown. <laughs> I'm gonna say one word, and you're gonna say the first thing that comes to mind. It could okay. be a sound, phrase, whatever. Okay. All right. First one. Black women. Beautiful. Sex education. Needed. More of Texas. Special. Mouth. Pleasure. Vagina. Squirting. Money. I immediately thought panoramic roof. In a Porsche Porsche Panamera? No, just in a fucking vehicle. I think it's just the most calming shit ever, and I want one. So So I think I got to get more money so I can get one. Me too. (laughs) And last one, nut. Nasty. Nasty. All right, goody. Tell everybody where they can follow you on social, on the internet, where they can find your last two courses of 2021. Um, so I am, my name is Goody. That's my government name. And everyone asks Goody. So I'm Ask Goody on everything. A-S-K-G-O-O-D-Y um, on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, hell, uh, Home Shopping Network, <laughs> Amazon. Um, and my website is askgoody.com. The email is askgoody at gmail.com. Like, Come on, Brandon. You know what I'm saying? Even though like people are like, oh, you need a website for your, you need info at Ask Goody. No, the fuck I don't. That's just another mailbox for me to ignore. Yeah, Ask Goody at Gmail. Yeah, that Gmail worked just fine. <laughs> All right. Be sure to follow Goody. Goody, thank you so much. As always, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have some good, you have some good questions for the kid this time. We ain't, we ain't, you ain't around. Around. Let me Switch it up on her. <laughs> I appreciate that because I don't get to stretch my muscles in that way. Like everybody wants to talk about the same three things or like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to like actually be a sexologist and utilize the bigger picture shit that I do. Yes, it's much needed because that conversation really enraged me seeing it. And I'm like, oh. It comes back around every couple of years. And of course I get tagged in it 85 times. Um, and that's why I do. So I do a, a, a sex toy story is what I call it. And so people that have never had a sex toy before, they can book me for a one-on-one consult. And we discuss like what kind of pleasure they like and all of that. And I suggest like three toys at different price points that kind of meet those needs. And then mm-hmm. a portion of their um, fee that they pay for the one-on-one can go toward a sex toy on the site. Oh, nice. Look, there you so go. Yeah, so like if you don't want to talk to your kids, they have to be at least 17 because 17 is the age of consent uh, in the state. So they have to okay. be at least 17 years of age. Um, but if you don't want to talk to them about it or you're interested in getting a sex toy for your child, maybe for the holidays or what have you, if they're at least 17, uh, I can have a conversation with them. Uh, if they're not 17, you have to make the appointment and you have to be in the Zoom room with us. Um, also, if you're curious about more sex positive parenting tips, follow sex positive families on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, sex positive families has all kinds of workshops and workbooks and handouts and worksheets and shit to help you become a more sex positive parent so that you can then create a sex positive culture in your household for your children. And so if you're not trying to be a 41 year old grandparent, that is where you need to go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thanks. Goody. 
Of course. All right, that is it for this week's episode, guys. I want to thank our guest, Goody Howard, our Booney All-Star. She's so fucking bomb. Be sure to support her. Be sure to check out her workshops. You can always learn something new to elevate your sex game, to sharpen those skills. Keep that muscle memory on, you know. Keep it guessing, all right? So be sure to support and check out her last few workshops of the year. Also, be sure to support our sponsor, ebags.com. You can save 10% on your purchase um, using the code SAVE10, all right? The link is in the show notes and then the mooneybreakdown.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those five-star reviews, too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the motherfucking ratchet in you. Homaste. Until next time.